0: Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with Yus. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button because we got a n- lot of new faces here. We're going to be making mm-hmm. a lot more videos for you guys.
1: Please, please and smash. And y- we got some hot topics today, okay? Let's go. I know we've all just been pumped about the games, and we've had you know fewer and fewer intra-week videos, especially because we're not in the Champions League. But listen, we got Holland, We got Pablo Torre. We got Ronald Koeman coming back and spitting some venom <laughs> at Laporta. And then we got to talk about you know Traore as well as some other interests from the club, and so we got a whole bunch of topics, so smash that sub button, because let's get into it, use because the rumors this week have been really hot that Holland is going to come to Barca, right? There have been reports of a secret meeting in which Xavi met with Holland in Monaco, although I think Alemani kind of said that might not have happened because he was in London. But regardless, we're starting to get a little bit more of an insight into the contract negotiations. And it looks like Barca are willing to offer a contract for five seasons worth 190 million euros gross, right? And they're looking at paying Holland 20 million the first year, 30 the second, 40 the third, and then 55 in the fourth and fifth years. And so the, the war chest is open, right? It, it does definitely seem like Laporta really wants to get Holland to be the big, huge signing of his reign, a uh, second reign as, uh, you know, president of Barca, right? Because we remember his first time around, he signed Ronaldinho, and that really did kind of set the stage for Barca emerging as, like, the world's biggest club for the last decade. Right? So I feel like he thinks Holland will be the mm-hmm. second one. And before you go, one last thing: there mm-hmm. is a, a huge element here, which is that it seems like a foregone conclusion that Kylian Mbappe is going to Real Madrid this summer. <laughs> so we need to not only steal Holland away from a defensive standpoint, but also he is supposed to be the next big thing, right? He's already shown his uh, scoring prowess. His Champions League record for Dortmund is incredible. His goal scoring is is off the charts. Yeah, but what d- do you think, Yus?
0: It, it's just a really big ask to. Uh, really go for right now, right? Because we have so many problems with money. We still do. I know Laporta has fixed a few things. We're slowly, slowly getting back to things, but 190 million euros is a lot of money, and we're supposed to do this in, what, next year or so? This is... Uh, we're we're in, in trouble. I mean, really in three months. Okay. Right? Three months is when it would happen. So, you know, we we talked about in the past the CVC deal, which Barcelona passed on, and that would have been a but huge... But we're coming in- back. Yeah, right? that, that would have been a up. huge injection of money, and we could have done that. But we're slowly, slowly maybe trickling back to getting that deal renegotiated and set back in so we can get that money available. But go ahead.
1: Well, in my opinion, I actually Mm -hmm. think Holland is – I'm not too worried about him making a big signing, right? Because you have to look at what Laporta has done so far with MTT. You have to look at how he's not giving Sergio Roberto the wages he wants. You have to look at how he's been able to cut some some various payments. He's gotten Traore, uh He's gotten Aubameyang, uh Danny Alves on cheap. And so I do think uh, Laporta, in contrast to Bartomeu, is always, already showing an ability to run the club without as much money as Bartomeu did. So even though this signing seems a little bit in the Bartomeu vein, I don't think given the context of what Laporta has done so far... You You can call it that. And I do think uh, Holland, when he's healthy, is just a world beater. I think he would fit in with our team better than Mbappe. Not saying one is better or worse, but I just think that that natural striker who's able to put in goals is clearly what this team needs. And, you know, there's still some uncertainty about Dembele, about Charre, which we'll talk about later, about how Ferran Torres fits. Uh, you know, we have Ilias and Abdi coming through the youth team. And what we really miss is that clinical striker. So I do think he offers the profile that if we're going to go for a big signing, that is probably it. But what must be said is that Holland has been injured, right? This season, I think he's played 20 games for Dortmund and he's missed 16, which is a pretty, pretty big amount of injuries. And I know we already have, right, a little bit of that PTSD from signing Dembele from Dortmund and his injury issues. So those are, those are kind of my thoughts. Um, How does that make you feel?
0: No, they're very good points, and I I didn't want to paint the picture like uh, Laporta was doing mis- uh, making mm-hmm. mistakes like Bartomeu was. I'm just saying it is a big ask, and you're totally right, right? Having that many sure. missed games, especially after Dembele missed so many games, and we were talking about how Neymar used to be injured a lot pre- in our previous podcast, YouTube channel, or YouTube videos. So it is a thing that Barcelona have been affected by, and we want to be careful of. Um, but you're totally right. We need a striker that's scoring goals, and I know some of the players we have now, like Ferran Torres, is not doing that. We have Chirore doing a lot of our work. Um, uh, um, Dembele just but finally the scored a first right? goal.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, we're celebrating Luke Jong for scoring, like, five goals this <laughs> season. That's really not what Barca need to compete because with uh, and Sevilla he's not losing staying. points today to Alivez, we're, you know, in striking distance to get second this season. But if we're going to really make that step and, and go above Real Madrid, a Real Madrid team that's going to have Kylian Mbappe next year, we need a certified goal scorer. And Damn. Holland is clearly the biggest target on the transfer market that can do that uh, and you know you were kind of talking about how we have a lot of talent up front we also have a lot of talent in the midfield which as we segue into the Pablo Torre news right the the new player it was announced today Barca have signed from sport uh, racing right I think a Segunda team in the Spanish league for 5 million euros and it's possibly going up to 20 million euros with this Pablo Torre deal is getting a lot of comparisons to Pedri's deal, right? Where Pedri came from Las Palmas on a very cheap fee and has a, uh, you know, the sky's the limit with Pedri and we just glow about him every time we talk about him. Pablo Torre is getting that type of hype too. And I think one interesting nugget here is that, you know, Real Madrid were going for him too and we won that battle to get Pablo Torre. What makes me a little bit confused, like I was mentioning, is we have Gavi, we have Pedri, we have Nico, we have Frankie De Jong we have Busquets, we got Ricky Pooch swimming somewhere up the stream, <laughs> right? And then there's there's news that, you know, uh, Barstar is trying to get, I think, Kessie or Kessie from AC Milan this summer, who's also a midfielder. And so, I don't know. I, I mean, how do you feel? How do you balance the fact that it looks like we got a really good talent who a lot of people are very excited about with the fact that we already have a kind of a dearth of midfielders that are, are really good and young? Well,
0: I totally think that we don't need to focus all our attention on getting a lot more midfielders because, like you said, we do have a lot of young players that are going to be here for a while. At least I think so, you know. And so I think that we need to... If we sign him, he's going to be kind of someone that's going to not slot in for Busquets, but when Busquets leaves, we have another midfielder to cover that spot. I don't think Ricky Pooch is going to say. So I think we it'll still leave us with not too crazy of a midfield, um, and he'll still be able to find a spot with uh, Pedri, Gavi, Nico, FDJ, and anybody else at that time. But I think we need to focus a little more of our attention, a little more of our money on maybe a left back because we still have that Jordi Alba situation and Dest did play in that left-back position that did look good, but then we have the right-back situation that we have to deal with. So I don't think we should focus a lot of our money and attention on the midfield. But if it works out for us in the end and we don't have those uh, right-left-back options, I don't think it's a terrible thing. It's not too crazy of a price. We seem to have some money to work with this season after so many of the things that you mentioned that Laporta has done. So I don't know. I'm kind of wish-washy on it.
1: Um, what I do you think, think? you know, in, in terms of my end, you know, the one thing i clarifies, clarify is I don't think Pablo Torre is like a, a, a CDM. I don't think he's going to sure. come in for Busquets necessarily. Yeah. Um, but he, he, I guess he adds more talent there. And, you know, I think we can talk, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time, right, as the saying goes. Because, sure, we got another talent, but talents don't always turn out like Pedri, right? And so sure. sometimes you have to take the cheap bet that has a potentially high upside and a potentially really low downside. And, you know, we'll take that gamble and we'll hope it pays out well. And we hope that the fact that Real Madrid is interested by the fact that, you know, to be honest, and I haven't seen him in actual gameplay too often, but the fact that he's highly lauded as a, you know, a good potential there. And even though the club is Holland obsessed and we clearly (laughs) got Pablo Torre right, we're also talking about... Gaia, right, as that possible left-back replacement. We're talking about Christensen. We're talking about Aspilaqueta from Chelsea. And so there is, at the same time that these, you know, Kessier and Pablo Torre and Holland are going on, there is certainly a lot of talk about how the Barca board, Laporta and Alemani are looking for defenders. So I, I, feel, I feel like this is a bet worth taking. And sure. I think as we talk about defenders, right, and how we need them, let's turn back to one of the greatest barca defenders of all time the legend himself ronald (laughs) coman because coman use came out this week And threw a little bit of shade—not a little bit, man—a lot of bit of shade at Laporta. Right? Some of the quotes he said were: Laporta told me a thousand times that Xavi would not be his coach because he lacked experience. He said that every coach needs time and patience from the board. I was working with many injured. Now Pedri is back in shape, and Usman Dembele. You can see everything. He said it was at the insistence of the club management that I agreed to the departure of some players to put the finances in order. But then you see that they signed someone for fifty-five million dollars euros shortly after letting Lionel Messi go. He said, I was not Laporta's coach. I had that feeling from the first moment after after the elections. There was no click. The necessary support from above was lacking. So you slayed on us, man. I mean, how do you feel about Coman speaking? Because... I want to hear. And I remember at the time, we weren't, you know, there was a time when we were all enamored by Ronald Koeman, and we thought he could do really well, right? We're, we're actually just a few days after the year anniversary of when we came back against Sevilla. We scored three goals. PK scored that goal at the end of extra time in the Copa del Rey last March. That had us all thinking, wow, Koeman could do it. Of course, we come back from international break last season, and we, we lose the league. We only win the Copa del Rey. But, you know how, how do you feel? Was was Coman given like a, a short end of the stick? Was he not given enough credit, or is it all his fault that he didn't keep the job? Where do you stand? I think he had a lot of opportunities to show what
0: he could have done on the pitch. Strategically, he had one of the he had the best player in the universe, Lionel Messi, to you in his arsenal. He had Luis Suarez at times, um, but look. The guy didn't do a good job. He didn't win trophies when we could have won trophies. He made mistakes at the end of that he season. He won one. Enough mm. trophies, sorry. Um, he made too many mistakes, right? We had multiple opportunities to take Uh, points take the lead and every time in big games he failed and that is in my opinion the worst thing that we can do Um, he also had a very bad trend of not improving right we complain time and time again I think Javi's already showed more improvement than Komen has showed at all over his year and a half tenure and then on top of that if you're talking about you know the money situation and the confidence situation Laporta's going to do what's best for the club, as far as I understand it. Obviously, he's you know he had to let go Messi, and I think that was in the hopes of securing Barca's future. Even though I don't totally agree with it, I also think you know Laporta kind of made his intentions clear to Coman because he was pretty wishy-washy with him. Remember, the news outlets came out so many times saying like, um, "If you don't three win more the games, yeah three yeah more games, exactly."
1: So I think maybe Coman you know, read the signs wrong. For me. Uh, A few things, right? One, like, of course, Coman Salty. I mean, I don't necessarily blame the guy for coming out. Like, Laporta handled that situation poorly. There was a period before the winter transfer window when you and I were very, like, uh, negative about Laporta, right? We Mm -hmm. thought he he promised Emerson Royale he was going to stay and he sold him. That turned out to be really good because Emerson has been very bad for Tottenham. Uh, He also promised that we would keep Messi, right, they hugged at that speech when he won the presidency, he said, Messi, mm-hmm. I love you. And then, like Komen is saying, right, we, we sold Messi, and then we ma- magically came up with $55 million to sign <laughs> Torres. Um, but I, I think the, the important thing that we got to talk about is that the reason Komen was sacked is because he never took responsibility. Right. That was the issue. Like, it might be true that Pedri and Ousmane Dembele were hurt. There were often times at the beginning of the season where we would say, hey, we have to give Coman some time. A lot of players are hurt. He, he did deal with a lot of that. But the main issue was he just never took responsibility. And as a coach, you have to be the first guy to do that. Right, Because he's the one leading them. He's the one giving them instructions. Sure. And, and a lot of times when that season ended, it just felt like a lot of headless chickens running around with no camaraderie, no uh, strategy. That Rio game where Memphis missed the penalty that ultimately ended Koeman's tenure. It was just a showcase of how, how bad things had gotten near the end there. And I think it the, the team really ends up rotting when the leader, the coach, isn't able to take responsibility and you know, tell everyone that he's going to fix things. And, and that's kind of why he left. And so, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's probably not worth our breath to, <laughs> to think about the past, especially when mm. the Javi era has been so good, right? Sure. There's no doubting that. And I think as we talk about Komen, no signings, Javi, the last thing we want to talk about was Adama And I know it's early, but... There is a lot of news in the press about whether or not Barca are going to sign him on or not, right? Because where he's only on loan right now, I think the rule is if he... We're going to pay $30 million for him, but we'll pay if we want to sign him uh, permanently once the um, summer starts. But if the Wolves don't sign Trakao, then his uh, number goes down to $24 million. So what's your last thought quickly here, Yus, about whether or not we should keep Traore? Uh, he's really good. I really
0: enjoy his play. In 150 games, he had 11 goals and 18 assists. We definitely need that on our squad, but the price tag's a little high, $30 million for. He is 26 years old. Depends how long that uh, contract would be. Um, if we don't keep Dembele, I think it's a good idea uh, if we can get the money together and sign him. He does a great job on the right side, a lot of assisting, a lot of gameplay. He's very physical. I know Barca need physicality right now. Uh, if the cards fall in that Dembele doesn't get signed, if we can scrounge up the money, I think it's a good idea. What about you?
1: I I think I agree with generally what you said in terms of if Dembele doesn't resign, we need a winger with the characteristics of Traore. Oftentimes this season we have seen Traore and Dembele start, uh, or get subbed for each other mm-hmm. and that's because they have a very similar profile. Though Dembele is clearly better in my opinion, Traore is a very serviceable person. And if we got Holland up front with Traore and Ferran Torres on the wings, I think we would do really good. Yep. So, let's see because we have a big game coming up this weekend. Like I mentioned earlier, Sevilla have dropped points and so we have a chance to, you know, fight up there for number 2. So, with that guys, please hit the subscribe button. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. We will see you after the game on Sunday. Thank you. Thanks guys.